Hello, everyone. Welcome to the DSM Culture Cast, where we interview leaders and creators in Greater Moines arts, culture, food, and philanthropy scenes. I'm Luke Manerfeld with DSM Magazine. Today, I'm joined by Hannah Sung, a local artist and creator who seeks, and I quote, to embrace her weirdness. I had a blast chatting with her about her road to Des Moines, her background in art, what she's up to now, and some plans for the future. If you missed our last episode, we chatted with Ryan Mullen, manager at Moberg Gallery, about what the past year has been like and some upcoming plans. As always, if you want to listen to more episodes like this, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We are wherever you get your audio. Also, be sure to check out more great content on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, enjoy the conversation. I'm here with Hannah Sung. Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And there's a lot of things that I want to go over with you, uh, but I think a good place to start would be just letting the listeners know a little bit about you. Can you explain a little about your background and and what what you do? Uh, So I'm an artist. Uh, So I am from Los Angeles, California. I moved here to Iowa about like two years ago. And um, I grew up in Korea for 10 years, although I was born in Seattle, um, grew up in Korea for 10 years. And um, I came back to the United States when I was 15. So um, I have a lot of like arts that's influenced by like my childhood growing up in Korea. And um, before moving to Iowa, I've been in like a, I've been in Hollywood as a sketch artist for marketing movie stuff and um, or like a for marketing materials for uh, studios. But I got tired of that life because I realized that my talent shouldn't be spent on um, building the corporate brand. (laughs) Um, I felt like it was just such a waste for my talent. (laughs) Like, you know, because I realized that like I'm spending so much time building up someone else's brand. And I started like losing the sense of identity as an artist myself. So I wanted to build that back up for me. Um, So for choosing myself over the Hollywood life, I decided to leave LA and move to Iowa and started pursuing my art um, journey for myself. And um, yeah, and now I have an alter ego called Meow Your Face. I'm not sure how much I, I'm allowed to say like a vulgar words here, but like, you know, it's a cat in other words in the face, you know, so like it's that kind of attitude. Yeah. I wanted to like go in that route of like, um, you know, like putting up with the feminism and about the LGBTQ community and, you know, all that jazz. Uh, you're independent now, right? You, so you do your kind of your own thing or uh, I guess what, what's, what are you up to now? So I'm still working for them here and there because like, I mean, you know, um, I still need to support myself as a like artist, you know, like, so financially I'm, I'm getting, I'm still working for them here and there, but now like a schedule is pretty free to myself now than before. So, and I, now I schedule everything on my own uh, for my time. Uh, now I'm very busy on TikTok and Instagram actually the most at the moment because um Online is like where you can change your persona, like to be who you are and then how I can portray myself like as, as that person who I want to be. 
uh, as an artist. And like, I've been having so much fun with it. And that's what I've been focusing on the most. And uh, while I'm doing so, I developed my fashion design. And I started like finding the passion reconnecting with my childhood when I was a kid, like I was like really into like becoming a fashion, uh, like a fashion designer. Now I am that now. <laughs> I design fashion. And I think we featured that in a, in a DSM magazine in the past as well about some of the fashion you've been working on, which looked amazing. So kudos to you. Yeah. Um, how did you get into art? What, what interested you, you know, was it an early age or something that you grew into over the years? I had no choice. I think that's the best way to put it. Like if you, mm, so since I was a child, like as young or as early as I can remember is like five year old, like where I could be able to grab a pencil. And I just like naturally started drawing. Like, I mean, that's like most kids, but then like it, it stays with my memory very like significantly because whenever like people ask like what's your dream like you know like everyone had like their like their dream what they wanted to be but then I I had no other options in my head I wanted to become an artist like I just knew since I was a kid and also my parents recognized that that I was just not uh I could not be able to focus in a long time for like a studious projects you know like reading or this and that like uh for those kind of curriculum like I was just not into it and I just continuously just drew and making stuff um and my parents saw that I could pay attention for a long time like you know like sitting there and creating so they decided to like really help me um pursuing that route when did you realize that you could become an artist professionally or at least create professionally uh, I mean, I mean, I think I kind of like in that sense, I, I think I answered like, like I had no choice. And then for that matter, like I had to like be like, find a way to make business out of it, you know? Yeah. So um, it's something that you you've all it's like an innate, it just seems like it's something you always had there was no like switch that flipped on. But the thing about the uh, thing about it, though, like at some point, I think I lost my passion as an like artist is during the time when I was a teenager where my parents really like um honed me into like working like to what's the word to hone my skill and getting becoming a better artist like 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 the technical um standpoint wise you know so i i just kept like i i, I at that point i hated art because like now i recognize that i'm very skillful enough to like win a lot of contests but I could not be able to win the first place when it comes to like a city or national challenge. And then that really like kind of like broke me psychologically because like uh, in a way my parents, uh, my dad was kind of a little abusive, you know? So for, for him, like he really kind of trained my thought to be like, oh, like art is like the best I can do, you know? And like, the, but the fact that I'm hitting the wall that I can't break that, like becoming the best, you know, as an artist, like I, that broke me when I was a kid. And uh, if you know about Korea, uh, Korea is all of like back then. And I heard that it, that system has changed, but back then they were really like focusing on like how well you can draw in a short amount of time. And that's where I focus on the most in, in the childhood, like at the teenager years where like it's the most crucial time for like developing my creativity, you know? Um, so those days I completely lost motivation. 
But still, at the same time, R was the only thing that I can held on to, uh, because, like, like I said, that's that's that was my dream, and I just never wanted to let that go. And that was like the like one of the best thing that I could be able to do. Like, and I felt very confident enough, you know. So, yeah. When did you get it back? When did you get the passion for it back after that, you know, tough period? I think during the college year, when I came back to the United States, uh, I was 15 year old. And then like when I went to college and then they, I recognized that like the skill level in terms of like a drawing realistic, like skill level, like I was like way better. I obviously like, I know there's like so many people that are like better than me, but like, like during my peer, I recognized that that was one of my strongest suit that I could draw well, you know? Mm-hmm. And then fast. So that's like a very unique skill. Not a lot of people had, and that's all I was trained in Korea, you know? So, um, but like, I could be able to like come up with the idea. Like now I have freedom when they gave me the like project and there's like a sense of direction, what they wanted me to do. But then like, they gave me the freedom how I can make it look mine, you know? So I had so much fun with it during those times. Um, but complete freedom skill still scared me because like I was not trained in that sense when I was a kid, you know? So I always needed direction. But like when, um, after I moved to Iowa where I decided to, you know what, one day I'm gonna quit my the whole Hollywood job, you know? Like that was a scary moment because like now I'm like have to facing the moment of like, I have to do the full freedom of control of my art creativity, you know? So that's when, I think that's when I started slowly getting back. It's scary because like, like I'm so trained to think like it's supposed to look this way. Like, you know, like, so I already have what it should look like before I start working. And then I have the sense of like a standard I already like set up for myself, you know? So that's a scary part, but like, um, the moment when I decide to leave the Hollywood, it, it forced me or it really encouraged me to break that and to just go for it, like be free with like, what do you do? So it's really kind of like getting connected with my childhood where I was just purely enjoying creating art. Um, yeah. And I think that's where I started getting back my mojo back, I would say. Yeah. And that's awesome. What is your creative process? I'm curious. <laughs> There's like, it's kind of funny <laughs> to me. Sometimes it's, it's a sense of like boasting. I don't know. This sounds kind of like weird or this might be too like a gaudy for many people to hear it, but like, I want to like show it to people like, like, you know, like I did this and then kind of like show it off. Or like when I see someone else's artwork, like I want to come up with, yeah, I can make it better. Like I'm obviously not stealing someone else's like work, you know? But that's definitely what inspired me, like other like great artists. And then it makes me like challenge myself, like, gosh, like I want to change that into mine, like that concept and to make it like, and to show it to people um, that way, like, you know, it's a sense of like, boasting might be the wrong word, but like, it's, it's, it's a way of like trying to show it to people, like, you know. So what's coming up for you? Do you have any projects in the works? You talked about some of your Instagram and TikTok activity, but what else is in the works for you? Um, I want to get a little more raw with my artwork because I'm still kind of like, 
and nothing wrong with it like the way i'm drawing and i'm naturally drawn to like drawing illustration and cartoon a lot because that's like like my purest joy that's come from is like doing illustration work uh which is storytelling purely you know so like uh and but i want to kind of make it like more not to care about like how it's gonna look um just trust, trusting the process that like whatever I do, even though I put a dot on it, you know, it's going to look good. Like, you know, that kind of like a sense of trust in me, um, which is also, like I said, that's scary because sometimes like you already set your standard before you start. And almost sometimes that makes a lot of people to fail to not even start, you know? Um, so I want to be more comfortable and more and more comfortable with um, going to unknown or like to be able to express more freely without tied down to my own standard. So that's my practice I want to get hit into. Awesome. How can people stay up to date with your work? Do you have any, uh, what can you kind of plug your social media and or website or whatever you've got? Where can people stay up to date with you? Yes, I have a few. I have um, Instagram, which is meow yo face. I put like meow yo face. It's like Y-O face. Um, that's my like, I think I mentioned earlier, it's my alter ego. Um, and that's the channel I want to like kind of show it off like my alter ego persona. Um, and I have Twitter and TikTok. And they're all the same name? Twitter. Someone took my name. Meow, your face is taken by someone else. And I don't know why. Like, why would that person do that? But anyway, like, the person also decided to, like, do something, like, legal, I guess. And it's banned. <laughs> Apparently, that name is not available anymore. You could try so, to get that um, back, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I will eventually get it back. Like, um, I, I need to have a significant amount of following in order to get claim that name again. So, like, I mean, it'll happen. I'm just hoping that will happen before I turn 80. Yeah. So what's your what's your Twitter name? So maybe we can help your following a little bit. Oh, it's a Hannah Sung Art. Okay. Hannah, Hannah H A N N A H Sung S U N G Art A R T. Um. So yeah. Hey, oh, and hannahsung.com is my official website that I um, feature for my like clothings and my design and my prints. Um. So. Yeah, that'll be the one to also for people to take a look on uh, what um, fashion merchandise I've been working on. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, everyone go check out Hannah's uh, social and website and make sure to uh, follow along and give her some love. So, Hannah, thank you so much for joining the show today. It's a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and for everyone listening, make sure you follow along for more episodes like this. We'll, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio, you can find us. Uh, we'll talk to you all next time.